This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I have the whole team with me here today. We have Coach Kat, Coach Vanessa, Coach Julie. That is in order of where I see you with the little boxes here on Zoom. (laughs) Hey, hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. How's everybody going? Good? Going well. What's What's the most exciting thing everyone has done today? Go. Got a pumpkin spice coffee. <laughs> oh, Vanessa's happy. We know she loves her pumpkin flavored things. Yes. Yes. Do you have it at home or do you buy it? I go to Starbucks like oh. so much. <laughs> like, Bougie. So Bougie. Oh, it adds up, but it's worth it. Um, okay, that's exciting. Julie, anything exciting? Well, I attended a food and nutrition conference over the weekend, so I just got back from that. So I learned so much information wow. that I'd be happy to kind of share with you guys. So much more educated. How exciting. Was it over the whole weekend? Yes. <laughs> wow. 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 Oh, that's awesome. Oh, maybe we'll probably be able to draw on that in today's podcast episode. That's great. Yeah, Coach Kat, anything exciting today? Pregnant life? Um. Oh, <laughs> Um, my husband turned 30 last week, so he had some leftover cake and I had a little bit of that. And that was actually very nice. Ooh, <laughs> what flavor? It honestly was from Costco. It was like just a regular vanilla cake. <laughs> so good. So good. I, I think cakes that are too fancy, sometimes too much. Simple is best. Nice vanilla like cake, it. some nice frosting. Yum. Um, what have I done today that's exciting? Uh, nothing. It's morning for me here. Like I'm trying to rack my brains to think what's exciting. Um, I spent too long this morning getting ready as I'm straightening my hair, watching TikToks. And I tell you, TikTok needs to have a um, auto scroll button because trying to straighten your hair and scroll up is hard. So if there is just some kind of a like manual scroll button where you finish the TikTok and it just automatically goes to the next one, there you go, TikTok. That's what I think you need to implement. Um, That's a great idea. It is, isn't it? It should happen because, you know, sometimes you're like, if you even in the car, imagine being able to watch TikToks in the car. Obviously, guys, eyes on the road, right? Actually, I should, I should, I should advocate for that. Don't <laughs> TikTok and drive. You heard it your way. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> Don't do that. Okay, not in the car. But somewhere where you are, like maybe, okay, maybe on the toilet. We all bring our, to- our phones onto the toilet, right? It can be a place where there's lots of germs. But imagine if you could just click a button and it just you could watch a TikTok, 30 seconds, and it would just auto-scroll to the next one. Thank me later. That's- that's so smart. You, you know, you end up watching the same one like 15 times. Yeah, I know. And then, and then it thinks you want to see more of that person's content. And then all you see is that person's content. And you're like, no, 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 no. I just couldn't. I couldn't scroll up. So oh, yeah. It's so bad. Anyway, let's get into today's topic. So today we are talking about fat loss. And we thought we actually haven't done a whole podcast episode primarily just to talk about fat loss. So really what someone can expect if they're wanting to go into a fat loss phase. What does it look like in regards to how long they should be in one, how much they should drop their calories, how to get out of a fat loss phase, and also what to expect when you're in a calorie deficit. So 
I guess today we're going to be talking to the person that is maybe needing to lose some body fat or is thinking about going into a calorie deficit sometime in the near future. And I thought we could really kick things off with figuring out when you're ready for a fat loss phase, because I think a lot of people will jump into a into a diet or a calorie deficit and not really be ready to be able to like effectively have it work, right? And that's usually because of two things, either their body's not ready or their mindset's not ready. Um, I'm going to hand this over to you, Coach Kat. So when you're thinking, you know, working with a client who's wanting to go into a fat loss phase, I guess like where is the first place you want to start in regards to making sure that it's going to be successful for them? It's checking where their calories are at is like the most important thing that I, well, the first thing that I look at and just how, where their calories are at if their calories are high enough, I typically won't put someone in a fat loss phase if their calories are anywhere lower than like 18, 1900, preferably higher than that, just depending on where their maintenance is and like a healthy maintenance. So not, I've been dieting forever and my body weight stays here maintenance, but where you're eating a good amount of food and getting in a nice amount of nutrition and then looking as to how long they've been eating there at least a month. And that's the very, very minimum for me. I would be, I feel like out of all my clients, I see the most response when they've been holding for like three months, mm. which is hard. It is hard when fat loss is your goal, right? Like it's such a, it's a, it's a really hard mindset shift. And, um, but I think what, what people can think and girls can think is if they don't see they're going straight into a calorie deficit that they're not getting any closer to their goal. They feel like they're stagnant. But when we zoom out, it's actually all a part of the picture. Like you are, that part is actually getting you towards your goal. Like you're taking steps towards fat loss, but in order to actually be in that calorie deficit, you need to, you need to go through this season or this part of your journey in order for that to be successful. That's a really, really um, good point. Uh, Coach Vanessa, how have you found, I suppose, like, when you have someone that you're working with that does want to go into a fat loss phase, are there reasons why you would maybe try to talk to that person about not doing it right now? Absolutely. I'm actually going to dive a little bit more so into the mindset part of it super quick, just because I think mentally you have to be ready to go into a deficit as well. I think if you still have like not a, a not so great relationship with food or food focus or food fears or working through that stuff, I think is really important because when you go into a deficit, it definitely impacts your relationship with food a little bit. Like you are a little bit more food focused because that hunger is there. So I definitely, if I have a client that wants to go into fat loss, but has those types of things that we're still working through, I'll try to talk them out of it. Um, And of course, like with the whole metabolism, making sure that's upregulated enough as well, like Kat was touching on, but I just wanted to give it a little bit of a different perspective there too. Yeah. Um, and I don't know whether we should dive into that now. We might come back to that because it's a really big topic, that one. Um, but then, um, Coach Julie, I wanted you to touch on kind of like, um, what about like, because I'm thinking in my mind, there's so many lifestyle factors as well and like assessing the person's stage of life and their season of life. How does that kind of impact whether you think maybe like someone's ready to go into a fat loss phase? Yeah. So I actually cover that with my clients too. When they ask me like, can I start a fat loss phase? So I'm like, well, first of all, we need to see like where your calories are at. Then we need to see kind of like mindset wise too. Like if we do have a good relationship with food 
And like, we're able to be flexible and like have this balance for ourselves. And then I asked them too, are you in a good place to even start like a deficit with us? Because, you know, you have to be a little bit more adherent to calories because you have to make sure we are in a deficit in order to see the fat loss. So if you know you're going to be traveling or going to a lot of outings, family events, things like that, I'm like, maybe we should put that on pause. So you have, you know, the higher calories to work with and the flexibility while you're at these events. And then when you are in a bit of a time period of your life where you can really, you know, concentrate on your fitness goals, then we can really, you know, hone on that, hone in on that and like really work towards that. Mm. It plays a massive role because if you go into a fat loss phase and like you said, you've got like a lot of traveling or even just like life is stressful, like you've got a crazy busy job and, or you've got stuff going on in your personal life. Okay. So you're stressed already. So your body's probably not going to be in a state where it's going to find fat loss as easy as it would if you were relaxed and didn't have all of these stresses. And then you want to think about, okay, so you're putting on an additional stress of being in a calorie deficit. And then we can touch on the fact that, okay, are your calories high enough to begin with? If not, then that's going to be really hard to stick to. And then if you are in a mindset where let's just say like you tend to gravitate towards food to numb your feelings, if you're in a stressful period of your life going into a calorie deficit, that's a great way to set yourself up for potential overeating and binging and then you're feeling terrible and like you've really disappointed yourself. So really being honest with yourself and like assessing that is important. I think like all of us can touch on maybe clients that we've had or experiences that we've had where a client has just wanted to lose weight and just wanted to go into a calorie deficit and they've literally haven't lost weight. All they've done is we've dropped their calories lower. They haven't been able to be consistent and they're frustrated because they're like, okay, well, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm so focused on losing weight. Like that is my focus. That's all I care about right now, but they're not willing to really want to trust the process, which is really hard. Like, I guess when you've got someone like that, and I know there'll be lots of people listening to the podcast that are in that situation, like girls, like I just want to lose weight, but they know they probably identify with like being in one of these categories. I guess like, what's the protocol? Like, how do we, how do we actually set you up for a successful fat loss phase? Yeah, a hundred percent. I would say definitely like we kind of touched on, like looking at where those total calories are at, like we all touched on. And also making sure you're there for long enough, right? Like once you're there, you have to hold there, even if you're a little bit uncomfortable, right? Trying to look at all the bright sides that we always preach of reverse dieting before diving into that fat loss. And something I was going to touch on is with the holidays coming up, everyone wants to go into fat loss, right? Like it's that time of year where it's really hard to stay motivated and fat loss is inherently motivating for some people. So it's like, oh, like I want to go into a fat loss phase or at least some clients feel this way during the holidays, I personally, as a coach, don't love dieting anybody through the holidays. I think enjoying the holidays, enjoying your events stress-free is so, so, so like freeing and like just mentally the holidays are already stressful as is. So I think adding that component of fat loss on top of that is definitely tough for some people. Um, but just going off what you were saying in terms of setting it up, just making sure those calories and that mindset is in a good spot. Um, before diving in and trying not to jump the gun, right? And get into fat loss as soon as possible. Because when you do it for the right way and you stay where you're supposed to be for a long period of time, that fat loss is so much easier. Like we've all experienced in our own journey. 100% couldn't agree more. And I think like we're just pounding more pressure on ourselves when we are thinking holiday season, it's already stressful. And it always comes down to, you know, usually seeing people that you haven't seen in a while Mm -hmm. and you want to look good. 
you know, like, but (laughs) you just, if you're putting that pressure upon yourself as well, like time's ticking, right? We're getting quite close. I think it's like 11 weeks or no, 10 weeks, I think to Christmas. It's not that long, right? And if you haven't set yourself up for a successful calorie deficit, all you're going to do is just put extra pressure on yourself. You can have all of these like Christmas parties, how are you going to be able to manage all of that? You're probably not. And you're going to feel terrible. And we've always, every Christmas, every time Christmas has come around, we've really tried to do that with all of our clients. I know that um, with you girls as well, like when we, that two week period between Christmas and New Year's, we're kind of like, hey, everyone just like intuitively eat, just enjoy the fact that you're going to be spending time with friends and family. Just stop focusing so much on weight loss right now, because it's going to be really difficult for you to stick to your calories. And if you're really hyper-focused on that, you're not going to be present and you're probably going to slip up and then you're going to feel really terrible about yourself. That's a really, really, really good point. <laughs> I now just want to touch on because people are going, okay, okay, cool. I don't think I under eat. I think I eat a good amount of food. Like what do I do? How do I go into a calorie deficit? And I think maybe where we should start is like what you shouldn't do (laughs) when it comes to a calorie deficit. So we were just chatting before we hit record about um, Kardashians, the Kardashians uh, latest uh, fat loss, I guess, promotion. Is it, is it a product that they're spruiking or is it just something that they've done? It's a, it's an actual product. It's a drug. Like oh it gosh. has a name. Like I can't remember what the name is, but I know that it has a name. Tell us what it does, Coach Cat. So it it slows down your stomach emptying. So it makes it so that you digest food a lot slower. Um, and in that you're not hungry. And so you just eat way less, but it's a new drug. So we don't know, you know, what the side effects might be. We don't know what the long-term effects might be. Just like cool sculpting and everything else that's been a fad to help with fat loss. You know, it's, you're not doing it the natural way. There's always that question of what is going to be the negative effects further on down the road, but they're essentially getting a shot a couple times. I don't know, like the, the time between all of their shots, but they get shots periodically and it helps like with their stomach slowing down when it comes to digestion. Can I just say Kardashians, do the Kardashians not lose weight, then gain weight and then lose weight and then gain weight and then lose weight and then gain weight? wonder why. I wonder why. It's because they try and do these stupid fixes and because they have such influence, we look at that and we implement the same thing. But let's look at the Kardashians. You know, no hate to the Kardashians, but sometimes they do annoy me because I feel like they have this they have a massive platform to be able to influence so many women and particularly young women. And they, they misuse it in my opinion, but like we look at what they've got. If, if you really want to look at someone who can sustain some kind of physique, some level of body fat percentage, you shouldn't be looking at the Kardashians because they can't sustain that themselves, which tells me the methods that you're using are just ineffective. And the other thing to that coach Kat is like the only thing I could think about is you're going to be like aren't you going to be constipated aren't you going to be bloated and then we don't want to be staying eating a a low amount of calories all that's going to do for them is it's going to metabolic metabolic adaptation right so quote unquote slowing down of their metabolism which means yeah they might be able to stick to a small amount of calories but are they going to stick to that for the rest of their life no, they're, they're going to eat more. Therefore, they're going to gain weight. And so it all comes down to doing things the right way. There are so many unhealthy ways of dieting, but let's talk about what you would do. Like I'll hand it over to you, Coach Julie. All right, someone wants to go into a calorie deficit. They've been eating a good amount of food. There are a few different methods 
that we can do this and I suppose that's maybe break them down so we've got like a mini cart we'd have someone that has more of a substantial amount of fat to lose and we're going to and then we're going to have someone that has maybe like I don't know like five six seven eight pounds to lose so there's there's a few different methods that we could use there do you kind of want to go into depth about sort of what we use here at GirlFit Method um, and how we assess which one we should use Yeah. So if I have a client who has like a bit more body fat percentage, like typically I like to do it in a lot more sustainable way and kind of explain to them too, that it might take multiple cuts in order for them to get to like the body composition that they're really achieving. So we might have to, you know, cut for a little bit, you know, decrease our calories. I definitely don't like to drop them anywhere below like 15 to 1400. And initially off the bat, I do drop them like 200 to 300 calories, depending on you know, the client and how like adherent they can be and things like that. And then you keep protein pretty high. So we're able to ensure that, you know, the muscle mass is staying around while you're in a deficit. But um, if it's someone who has like only like five pounds to lose, I tend to kind of like to get them in and get out. So I will be a little bit more aggressive with it in terms of like dropping the calories. So then they're not in that fat loss phase forever, because I think a lot of the times, you know, when we pursue like our goals, we think like fat loss is like forever, but it's not. It's like a phase you want to get in and get out. So then you can kind of go back to maintaining those changes in a very sustainable way rather than, you know, like doing things quickly and then like not being able to sustain that like moving forward. Mm. It's definitely a place for um, mini cuts. And you're right. It's usually for someone that's also in a really good headspace because it's going to be like talk about being aggressive, like it's more of a deficit where that person can just get in and get out. But also that can be really triggering for some people. If they don't have a great relationship with food and if they are still quite food focused, that's like a recipe for disaster. So that one's like probably more in advance, would you say, like a method that we would use depending on the the, the client? Yeah. And then I guess like you're so right, I guess like Coach Kat with um, Diana as well, like she had, she's lost 30 pounds now, I believe. Yeah. 30, yeah, crazy. And it's been more of a... Um, not so much of an aggressive cut because we've had more, she's had to lose more fat, right? So we need to be able to give her some wiggle room to, because she's going to plateau to be able to drop her calories. How have you kind of managed that? Honestly, her body has been super responsive. Her calories have never gone lower than 1700 in this entire process. So disclaimer, just because hers haven't, doesn't mean that yours shouldn't to lose fat. That's very important. Don't compare where your body is to where her body is, because it's totally different. But for Diana, we've, you know, we've discussed like her social life, what her life is like, she'll have events going on throughout the week, dinner nights with girls throughout the week. She's not just a weekend warrior kind of girl, she likes to have events spaced throughout her week. And so we really wanted to make sure that she could have that flexibility while still maintain her deficit. So we brought her deficit a little lower, gave her a calorie bank to play with throughout the week. And then she's done some diet breaks for vacations or, you know, when she knows that she's going to be going on a little mini weekend trip, things like that. We've done a little bit of a diet break, but um, for the most part, it's just been maintaining a deficit more on than off. And then even just watching those diet breaks and that maintenance phases, but Honestly, it's, it's, we've done a bunch of different things with her just because her life, we want her to be able to live her life. And, you know, she's wanting to be in a deficit, get her body to a certain place. 
and it takes time. And so it's like being able to take those breaks and knowing that it's not preventing her fat loss. It's, it's taking time to actually make room for life. And so I think that that has been the biggest thing for us is she's not in this perpetual, miserable fat loss phase and grinding constantly, but we've made room for her to actually live her life and to like be social and not feel like she is completely restrictive in all things. And so when it comes to Diana, you know, we've done like, you know, just different phases of like going into a deficit and maintenance. And this is like a really great example of why having a plan with a fat loss phase is really important and working with a coach because they're going to be able to use those strategies in order for you to continue to lose weight and to have it tailored around your lifestyle. Because I know Diana likes to socialize and she's out quite a bit. And the fact is, is like we could get her losing probably weight much quicker, but she's going to have to literally have no life. And for how long? Probably for like six months. We don't want that for her. And that, once again, is not sustainable. So you've done a, like a really incredible job there, Coach Kat. Like Diana's amazing, really amazing, but the two of you duo together are just a dream team. <laughs> Thanks. It's fun. <laughs> and I think like what's another important thing to touch on, I'm going to hand over to you, Coach Vanessa, is just on that, Diana, you know, and she wouldn't mind us speaking about this, but she had more fat to lose, right? She had, was like, you know, she had more fat to lose, which would mean fat loss is, is easier to be completely honest with you than someone that's lean. And I want you to touch on that coach Vanessa, because there are a lot of girls that are hyper-focused on those last five pounds. And all they want to do is lose those last five pounds and they're already lean, which can be really difficult. And um, yes, I kind of just want you to touch on that. I know that's kind of like a can of worms. No, I totally get what you're saying in terms of like, if you're already lean, I had this conversation today in a phone call. If you're already lean, those last three, four, five pounds, is it worth it for you to drop your calories to a certain place to lose those three, four or five pounds? For some people, maybe it is. For most people, it's probably not. And I think it's really, really important to understand like the risk that comes to dropping your calories lower. If you're already lean, it takes so much more of a push in that fat loss phase to get leaner. So when you're already somewhere where your body might not want to be, you don't want to keep pushing, pushing, pushing fat loss, because a lot of times those three, four or five pounds are not going to make you happier. I agree. And also the other thing you want to think about is, can you sustain that as well? That's the other thing, because you might have this goal weight that you're wanting those last five pounds, but in order to maintain that physique long-term, you may not be able to go out on vacation. You may not be able to go out and eat like is that worth it? And there's like um, always a range and every single person's weight range will sit, it'll sit between a certain range, right? And that's when your body's really happy. It just kind of defaults to that. And then within that weight range, you can go out and eat. You've got flexibility in your life. Your body's actually like healthy. You know, your metabolism's great. Your digestion's great. Your hormonal health's great. And for you, you might be thinking, oh, no, 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 but I don't want to be at this weight. I don't want to be in this healthy weight range. I really want to get leaner. Well, what you need to understand is that's going to take sacrifice. And also it may not be something you can sustain long-term. And what that does once again is comes back to your mindset because you need to change your mindset to go, all right, why am I not enough? If I'm healthy right here, everything's working really well. Like, why am I so fixated? on wanting to lose the last five pounds. Like, why is that so important? And why do so many girls feel that way? Like, why do we feel like we have to be just so lean? 
to be happy or to like the way that we look? How come we can't like the way that we look with a little bit more fat on us, which is usually like much healthier for most girls because that's the way that we are just built. Healthy fat, um, body fat percentages. Coach Julie, what's the range for girls? I think it's like 15%, I want to say, like 15 to 20. I know for men it's a little lower, um, but I think too, like you bring up a good point in that and just like sometimes it's not worth it to lose that extra like three to four pounds because that's something I realized in my fitness journey was like I'm actually happier at a little bit higher body fat percentage because I do enjoy my life a lot more. And I think too, when a lot of girls kind of start to realize that as well, they're like, okay, we kind of shift the focus off of their body image to more so like other aspects and like what they really like about themselves outside of their bodies that like mentality of like oh I hate my body I I want to change it turns into like okay I don't need to necessarily love it but I'm you know I can accept like what it looks like I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to even like move and work out and like do all of these things um so I think part of that is just working on the mindset a little bit and then obviously you know social media doesn't help because we all are on there scrolling comparing ourselves and so I've had a couple girls who just like quit social media and it's literally like made such a big difference for them and so I encourage you to to just like if social media is a bit triggering because whether or not you realize it we're all self like subconsciously comparing and so just you know taking some time away might be better for your mental health Oh, I couldn't agree. Sometimes I think, like, imagine a world where there was no social media for a moment. Like, we would be so happy. We would all be so much happier. I mean, like, life wouldn't be rosy, but honestly, we would be happier people. It's it's so hard. It's like being thrown in. It's like advertisement almost because a lot of it is, you know, a lot of these influences that you see are usually spooking some kind of product or their body is their product or their face is their product. And so that's what they need to maintain. And there's so much Photoshopping. Oh, there's so much just, there's just so much deceit in it. I just was like doing a bit of a Joe Rogan, you know, where they like Google live on the podcast about body fat percentages. Julie, you are way off. (laughs) That's like, that's like an athlete level. Okay. So women's healthy body fat percentage range is it's okay. Look, listen, I had no idea either. So I I thought it was higher. It's 21% to 32% which is crazy. And men, 8% to 19% just goes to show like, that's a massive like change. There is a massive difference between men and women. And so women just need to be holding more body fat on them. And I know that's annoying, but it's just the way that it is. Just on that girls, like I wanted to touch on this. I haven't weighed myself in like a, oh, maybe like, I don't know, two months or something. And uh, I know that I've put on some body fat recently not like a substantial amount, but I've just put on a little bit of weight and I was like, oh yeah, I reckon I've like put some weight on the scale. And so I stepped on it and I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't been this heavy in like maybe, I don't know, maybe like three years, I reckon, like quite some time. Um, And it was kind of like, okay, well, I already knew that I had put on a bit of body fat and I've got like, I've spoken about this on my stories. I've got a photo shoot coming up and I was like oh I should like just like lose a bit like just lose like not the last five pounds like even like three to four pounds like just lose a little bit so I'm a little bit leaner and then I assessed my situation I was like do you know what I don't have the mental capacity right now to go into a calorie deficit it's something that I need to really focus on doing and uh, my focus is elsewhere like my priorities are elsewhere and why do I have to anyway like like truly why do I have to get a little bit leaner for a photo shoot like why 
you know, I'm healthy now. Let's just, let's just own what I've got now. And so all of us have those thoughts. It's completely normal, but I think just like being aware of them and then just thinking like, what do you owe people to be lean? Like, do you owe anyone? What's the point? All you have to do is be healthy, feel confident in your own skin. And that's what you want to roll with. They're the decisions, the decisions that you make in your life when it come from, from that place. So does anyone else have anything to add? Just really quick before we go, I wanted to touch on how you said like, oh, like I, everyone has those thoughts still, but the difference was that you didn't act on it. And I think that's a big thing that I talk about with my clients in terms of like those thoughts where it's like, I wish I was leaner or I wish this was different about myself. Do they ever go away? Maybe for some people, but you may always have them to some degree. However, they'll become less frequent. You won't act on them anymore, X, Y, and Z. And I think a lot of people are looking for like, you know, you reach your ideal quote unquote scale weight or your ideal body and you think your life's going to be perfect or you think you're going to be so happy and you're honestly not. You're probably a lot more miserable considering what you have to do to sustain and achieve that physique that you think is your dream physique that actually in reality just makes you more upset because you're not living your life in the way that you want it to and you have no flexibility and you're tired and you're moody and all of these things that I think is really important to shed light on. So I just wanted to touch on that super quick. So good. And I think that comes down to you viewing exercise, nutrition in your body from a place of health and respect, as opposed to always wanting to be smaller or wanting to fit a mold of what you think you should look like. Because when you are in that mindset, you're not coming from a place of respecting your body, which then means you're going to make decisions around your nutrition and your diet that aren't going to be beneficial for you because it's purely based on some sort of like fulfillment you think you're going to get from looking a certain way. For me, you're right. Those thoughts still come into my head. Of course they do all the time. I know every single one of us. And I think every person on the planet has those negative thoughts. You can't ever stop them. It's the way that we are. It's just human nature. But you can learn to control those thoughts and what you do after you have that thought, then do you follow through on that? You need to assess, like, what's my goal here? What kind of person do I want to be? What's sustainable for me? Is this thought pattern that I have in my mind really going to be aligned with that? And I think then you can make a decision based on that. But it's hard. It's hard, but just know we're all in it together, but you are much stronger than maybe the lies that you tell yourself in your mind. All right, ladies, thank you so much for joining me. That was a really great conversation. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a screenshot of it, share it onto your stories, um, tag us. We love to hear that you are enjoying the podcast episode. And also we're still giving away a $100 Gymshark voucher to anyone that leaves a review, follows, send me a screenshot. I'll pop you in to the draw. Thanks so much, guys. Mm-hmm.